The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Media Mash, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Nui Scruggs. Media Mash, it here we go. It's got Clarence Hill on it today, the Fort Worth Star Telegram. We got Nick Eatman, DallasCowboys.com, John Machoda of The Athletic. I'm merely new. Scruggs to start the conversation with you, Nick Eatman. What's up? James Washington. Yep. Give me a date according to just Nick Eatman, yep. not your, your opinion. When does he play? When does he suit up in a game? Oh, this is a tough one for me because – Close you know, to your heart. It's close to my <laughs> close to my heart. Just definitely with the with the family at the house here. My, he's from the same hometown as my wife, so we get this question a lot. Like, when's he gonna play? Um, I was joking. I didn't even know this. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, it really is. Like, wow, like okay. Yeah, and so if I say anything negative about James Washington, which there's no reason to really, I you know I hear from that. Okay. The house. So um, no, I I don't know if he's going to play. Honestly, I I don't know. I don't. I mean. I don't know. I just don't know. I, I don't know if he's going to play. I think it, this is a factor with OBJ. If, 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 if How many veteran receivers that aren't going to start, that aren't going to play special teams, can you really have on your roster? And I I just don't know. I, I can't give you a good answer. Mr. Negativity. Wow. I don't know when he's going to play. I mean, I mean I'm with Nick because I, I, you still have to make a roster move. If you say, I mean, it's if. It ain't done deal, and of course, my girl Josina Anderson says the the winds are howling toward New York, which is crazy in itself uh, for Odell Beckham. Which part of New York? Huh? Which part of New York? Uh, the Giants. Western New York. I think she was talking about the Giants. But Von Miller said that if they get him in the building, he doesn't think he's going to leave. Well, that's part of it. You know, Cowboys getting last dibs, and, and of course, Jerry Jones said he likes their position of getting last dibs because he'll know what the landscape is pretty much, but. I'm with Nick. You know, I, I think that one reason to start his window, one reason to get him healthy is so if you do sign Od- Odell Beckham, you can cut him. You can't cut an injured player. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't uh, I don't know how much of an impact he would make even if he play when he does play. I just don't I mean, coming off the foot injury, that's not that's not something that you're just gonna come back from and, and go right back to being hundred percent what you were before. And even in training camp, I mean yeah, I thought he was shaping up to be your number three receiver, but I don't think he's a guy that. Like, do you think he comes in and he's better uh, than Noah Brown? No, because that's, it, and, and, and that's a great point. Because no. the point is, it's not like they're getting Odell Beckham. Yeah, it's not like they open the twenty-one day window and they're going to get an Odell Beckham type impact. You're, you're hoping to get a Noah Brown type impact, and I don't know you're going to get that. The biggest injury to me is not the foot injury, and I, I don't know what it was. Uh, maybe it was another foot injury. Uh, like he had, uh, he was in a walking boot for a while. We saw. They're all summer. So here's yeah. a new player that comes in and hasn't done really much of anything in the offseason. Then he gets to camp one day in practice. Then he gets hurt. So he doesn't have that timing and really understanding of the offense that I, that you would want. This isn't like Tyron Smith that you're like, well, he's been here forever. Just get back in here and, and go. So I, I don't know. I don't have a good answer for you on that. I, I, I Personally, I hope he comes in and plays and plays well. So Plays uh, better than Jalen Tolbert. All right, let me throw this out here. John John answered it yesterday on the Media Mash um, with, with Kevin Gray, John, and um, Patrick, Patrick Walker. Walker. All were in on Odell Beckham Jr. They were like, yes, mm-hmm. let's do it. So, Nick, Clarence, <laughs> are you in on Odell Beckham Jr.? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, like I said this, I think, on the radio this morning, 105.3, the fan. I don't play poker a lot, but, you know, you've, you've played and you push your chips in, your pot committed. You're like, let's just, yes. I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna see the hand. Let's do this. I'm, I'm invested. I want to see it happen. I don't know what it means for everything else, and I don't know what his knee looks like. I don't know what it looks like for signing these other players, you know. I mean, does this mean you don't sign Tony Pollard next year? I mean, I, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know where they're going to get the money for all this, but. Franchise, Tony. Is that a good idea? Yes. Okay, that was quick. I don't. What's the number? What's the franchise uh, tag number? I think it's twelve. I think Beam and I talked about it. it's like twelve. Mm-hmm. Twelve on a running back. Is that high? I mean, Clarence. Th- there's no downside to to to, to uh, Odell Beckham. You're, you're trying to win the Super Bowl, right? You're, you're trying yeah. to you're trying yes. to win now. We you know we talked to Dak in the locker room today. He talked about how you know he's been on other good teams before, but never a team that. That's this talented on both sides of the ball. You know, we talk about 2016, but the defense wasn't what it was. Mm-hmm. You know, this, and then you look at the landscape across the league, and the window is open now. I agree. You know, and, I agree and, and with Odell, that. Odell puts you over the top, and we'll let. And, and I don't think that. To me, it's going to be about the contract. It's a multi-year deal, but from from their understanding, you know, he's a guy you want in the locker room, not just this year for next year. You know, obviously you have to make the money work, but I don't see a problem with a two- or three-year deal for Odell Beckham that if he understands that you're not going to get Tyreek Hill money, even though you have a Tyreek Hill name and platform and you can build off your name and your attention off the field, but you're not going to get that on the field. You're coming off two ACLs, and you're looking for a long-term – he's looking for a long-term home. Uh so those yeah. are the things that are there. Yeah. So it says on over the cap, it said a running back for this year franchise was nine point five million. Right. So it'll go up a little bit. The but projection was twelve point six. Oh, proje- okay, I got you. Projection is twelve point six. Um, my down, my thing on the Odell, page. my thing on the Odell deal was the uh, just what if you get into a game late in the season in the playoffs and I'm not saying it's a major injury, but. You lose CD for for a second half of a game, or Michael Gallup, or something. And this receiving core looks real thin if you lose one of those guys, and now all of a sudden, then where are you going from there? Yeah. You know. So with an Odell Beckham, not only do I think it can help put you over the top, but it also provides you insurance at going into the season. Wide receiver was arguably their their weakest position, and I don't think it's changed tremendously since then. I I, I but I will say that I do think Michael Gallup and CD Lamb are coming off the best game that they've played together. Uh, this season, and that's positive, but you know, injuries happen, so okay. All right, look, overwhelming on the past two media mass shows, people, yeah, guys want Odell Beckham Jr., so there you go. Hope it happens for you. I don't think that anybody, not? are you not? I'm just, I, I'm just a host, man. No, 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 you got an opinion. opinion. You had an opinion, you didn't like T.O., and that's what he compares this to. You didn't like T.O., let's talk about it. Don't, don't, don't rough, don't hide your hands, don't throw a rocket out your hands. The problem with the player. Okay, they oh, the player. Oh, which player oh, are we talking oh, oh, oh. about? Which player are we talking about? Owens is always going to be the player. Okay, let's talk the, about the, the, what's problem, the problem with Odell. The problem though? with the player was you knew how it was going to end. It always ended bad whenever the player came to town. Okay, we all knew that. You you all gonna like it for a minute. This is gonna be wrong. Just like when I worked in L.A. and I told people you don't want Dennis Rodman. Oh, I don't want Dennis Rodman. Shaq wants Rodman. I say it's not gonna end good, guys. Didn't end good. Um, my biggest concern with Odell Beckham Jr. is the money. You've got dudes you've got to pay around here. We've already mentioned Tony Pollard. You're going to have Anthony Brown who's coming up. You're going to have Diggs who? who's got to get paid. Anthony Brown. Stop it. You're man. starting stop, corner. Stop, stop, stop. We're not going to not get Odell Beckham because we're worried about Anthony Brown next year. Stop it. 
You, you sound like Shady McCoy right now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't, I don't, don't, I don't come with first off, I don't entertain watching any of that okay, stuff. Don't so with, I don't know what he don't said. Don't come with I no BS it, arguments. You're but, not going to not get Odell Beckham because you're worried about paying Anthony Brown. That's a I. I have mentioned names of free agents. I know, but you brought up Anthony Brown. We're not gonna we're not gonna stop not get Odell Beckham for Anthony Brown. Come on. You also you can't. Add, you also you, can't. When you, you bring asked? up To and Dennis Rodman. That's you, you pretty asked? tough, classy. Okay, somebody saying, in. Who, who you, else? You who asked, else? You got to play next year. You also said it, in, it always ends poorly. I mean, it, that was in, with the, the player. Okay, the player. No, cool. I talked about why okay. I didn't like the player. Okay, but Beckham the is not. No, I mean, no, because the Giants want him back. No, no, he mentioned To, so I went to the whole me and my To thing. Now, my thing on Beckham, I'm just telling you, my concern is the multi-year contract. How much money do you want? That's it. I don't know what the money is. So now you're Stephen Jones, you cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you just call him? Yeah. Seriously, I think that's a big concern. It, it, the money is clearly, it's always going to be part of it okay. with the Cowboys. Okay. And, and, and so the fact if they do the deal, it must be amenable to them. I'm involved in a financial accounting class I'm, right now. What so, 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 I, I, so I'm looking at you, these numbers. What I'm, that you, I brought, the, what I'm asking you, because we all know the Cowboys are going to do the deal if it ain't ba- if it's bad, if it if it hurts them. We, okay. we, that's how they've been operating the agency. We can accept the fact that they're going to do a deal they think is financially good for them. So the question is, if you get the finances right, do you want him on the team? Does he help yes. you? Yes. Okay. Yes. You know, but not I, worry about the medical though. That's a part. Well, I don't. I don't think this is an organization that's going to sign a deal with a guy. We, we're, we're iffy on it. This ain't the yeah. Rangers getting Prince Field away. Anybody check to see if he was hurt? I saw. I, I saw gonna... an interview not too long ago with Ian Rapport on uh, the, that Pat McAfee show, and he was talking about how I hadn't heard this before. That you know, this is the same knee that Odell hurt injured two years ago and had yeah. to have surgery on it. And Ian Rapport said that basically after that that first knee surgery he had was done very poorly and had very bad results. So when they just went in the second time, uh, most recently to, to fix it, I guess they believe that it's going to add years onto his career because they did so much of a better job than they did that first time. So believe, take that with what you will. But Dr. Rapsheet. I just it. will say, well, it just it, it, isn't, I don't think he's just going to come out with this without someone telling him that maybe the person didn't do a good job the first time. I don't know. I don't know who the surgeon was well, the first but, time, but... I think that just talking to everybody around him, they think he's a hard worker and he's going to work back to, to get that knee right now. Clearly, Britt and the doctor's going to look at that knee. Uh, but to me, it's the, the knee is the issue. Just from my sources talking to people, you know, I know the contenders are the Giants and the Buffalo, and he has a friendship with, with uh, Von Miller. But he doesn't want to play in the cold. The- and why would you want to play on that turf in New York, which lost you coming off two ACLs, which lost two receivers this year to ACL injuries? So, so if the money, I mean, the only thing that, that leads in those team favor is the money, and that that's that's the other question that, that Daniel Jones we talked Sorry. about. <laughs> thank you uh, on the last show. What what's the number? By the way, you're talking about a multi year contract, and what's the number? Um, I use Michael Gallup as as a as a ceiling. Yeah, how do you feel about that? That that you're saying, okay, Michael Gallup's you're averaging eleven and a half million dollars. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. If I'm him and his age, I walk in there. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is a better player. Got a better better resume. We want more money than older that. though. So. But I'm just saying that's yeah. what I'm coming in with as a negotiation tax. So, base of at least at least twelve million dollars, so twelve to fifteen million dollars. What's your comfort level on a multi-year deal for that for Odell Beckham Jr.? That's tough right now because I really would like to know what he does for the rest of the season. Oh, which, I, by the way, I thought it was very interesting how much Jerry hammered home yesterday that they need him for this season. Yep. That he's not interested in this deal 
for next year. It's yeah. about this year, so that factors in. But there is risk involved with what you're saying because you give that deal, he gets out there, and he just isn't. He's okay, we'll say, but he's not at the level that you think. And then all of a sudden, I don't know. I'm not good at, at the whole background on the contracts and how it's all structured, but there has to be some type of protections put in there yeah. to kind of to cover you in case he isn't that guy so that you're not giving him Michael Gallup money next year. I feel like this is like a sandwich. Like Like, you're right, Gallup. Whatever you know, eleven million coming off an injury. Here's here comes Beckham coming off an injury. Better player, more accomplished. Uh, so he wants more than that. And then whatever that's going to be, then CD comes in and says, "Okay, well, whatever you give him, this is our floor here." Because when now it's time for us to negotiate. Even though you you said you'd wait two years, why don't we do it now? You know, because I've got the number one receiver. This is what his agent's got to say. I got the number one receiver. So. Beckham's going to like slide in, and then that just immediately starts the process for, for CD. So now you see what, what in terms I have in terms of a pause. Yeah. When we start talking about the financials of this. There is my big concern. My concern is not him as a player. That, that's no, not it, it is the financials of what this is. If this is a one-year deal, this is an easy thing to sure. do. Hey, man, let's write the check. Come on. Yeah. Which, which one? Go ahead and write the check. But because he wants a multi-year deal, that's where I have the pause, and, Clarence Hill. And, and, and you need a multi-year. Let's be honest. I mean, what? if if you win, okay. you, you want to keep this thing going. And 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 I love the We Like Our Guys stuff, but I, I like guys that are productive and are proven. And, you know, run it back. You know, you okay. run it back with Odell. You run it back yeah. with CD. You you know, it just it 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 continues that window. We always talk about windows and, and everything else. So if he's and I, I the thing is, you have to trust that they're going to do the medical. They're going to look at it. You got they got great. And I'm doctors. going to assume, I'm and assuming once, that. And once they do the medical, if they they're not giving multi year deal if the medical does not align with that. So I have no problem. I trust that medically, if they do all that, they're going to be comfortable with that. And I'm fine to take the gamble because, like I said, it's the the biggest position of need. If he was uh, a top edge rusher coming back from knee injury, you're kind of looking at this roster like, do we really need this? But it could put us over the top like a Von Miller type thing. But they need another receiver. Okay. And he's just clearly the best thing that, that they could potentially add to this roster. Good conversation. Lot There's a lot to think about in this, a lot to think about in this. But I do believe from all indications – that if Jerry Jones is the last guy in the room with the ability to talk to Odell Beckham Jr. about becoming a Dallas Cowboy, I just I, I find it very hard to believe that John Mara or the Pagulas are going to be able, to, or, or even the Hunts will be able to, uh, but to, to do that. I mean, it's just me. I, I, I and I and I agree, and and the star and all of the stuff that he he talked about on the radio yesterday matters, but there are teams that have outbid the Cowboys recently. For whether you're talking about Amari Cooper, he got more money offered him by Washington. Sammy Watkins, thank goodness. Okay, look at the Von Miller deal. I mean, but I don't care what you think. They didn't. They They didn't. didn't But I'm just saying, you look at forget even the Cowboys in that. Look at the money that that Buffalo gave Von Miller. That just blew everybody out of the water. We were just like, well, of course he's going to go there. If there is a team that does that, you know, I mean, we don't know that that doesn't happen. But if there's a Buffalo or New York just offers this ridiculous amount, there will be there will be a line that Jerry won't cross. It isn't going to be, hey, we're the last guy. What did they offer you? All right, we'll give you a little bit more than that. They're gonna, he's going to have his parameters, to. too. They have to. Yeah, right, yeah. right. All right, let's hit our break here. They, they, they do have to play the Colts, so we should, we should talk about yeah. the Colts and uh, <laughs> fighting Jeff Saturdays and what they have left here coming off a short week. Clarence Hill, Nick Eatman, Nick, uh, John Bichotta, I'm Newey Scruggs. This is the Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com Radio. 
Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field. United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back back, back, back to Media Mash. Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com radio. Cowboy insiders offer their opinions on the club. Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star Telegram, is doing the show multitasking, banging out a story as well. <laughs> Got deadlines, sir. What are you writing about? Cowboys. Oh, man. Be a little bit more specific. I, I, actually, I will. I will be more specific. I am writing about the Cowboys have a chance to sweep this three-game stretch and go into the Christmas Eve battle against the Eagles on a roll, running with five straight wins and, and seven of the last eight if they get out of their own way and not have these penalties and turnovers. This should be an easy stretch with the Colts, the Texans, and the Jaguars, but the Cowboys' biggest enemy is themselves with these penalties and untimely penalties and turnovers. We talked about that all on the uh, previous show, so thank you for listening. So, so oh, We called it, we I, called I, the AFC Classic, by the way. Have you, you I want to call it. Yeah, yeah but, they, but yeah, they a, got, the AFC South Classic, by the way. How do you want to call it? But they need to – yeah, they need to – and we talked to Dak about that today. You know, he talked about the things they're doing uh, to to focus better, to f- fix the penalty, calling each other out, doing different things like that. So, 
Yeah. Okay. What if I work. told you though they could do that? No, back to work. We're paying them to do this show. You can do <laughs> that during he's the break. Multi, he's what multi. If, I'm, I'm, I'm talking. I know. About I know. I did it during the break. I know. I was telling him not back but, to but work. This, going to this pay. is this is one of the rare opportunities you're gonna get to talk. And Claire's not interrupting, so I want you to take <laughs> advantage. Good, of I just point. wonder. I just wonder point. though, if what if they do continue the penalty thing? And still win those games. Well, that's what they did against the totally Giants. Possible. That's the Very crazy. Possible. That's the crazy thing about the Giants game, which Mike McCarthy tried to point out. But it's really about how do you get better to yeah. postseason? Because they had a season high thirteen penalties. They had two interceptions. I mean, the Giants touchdown. I mean, they just gave it to them with, with penalties. This game was should have been a blowout for you betting people that didn't cover the spread. You know, it's because the Cowboys had on penalties. I don't know who does that sort of thing. No, let me ask him this real quick. Okay, <laughs> we did this yesterday. Give me the who are the top three guys in penalties in the Cowboy, Cowboys this year? Well, it's definitely. T- I'm Tyler sorry, Smith. Tyler, Tyler Smith, Smith is number, number one. one. Okay, but who's two and three? One's on offense. One's on defense. Is. Is it Hendershot? Is Diggs? No. Diggs is up there, isn't nope. he? No, it's not. Well, you've got. Go not, ahead. Terrence Steele. No, I, I, I would have said Steele for yeah. sure. Number three, five penalties. Kelvin Joseph. I never would have thought that he was in that in the drive by. What are you he's doing? The spotter. He's the spotter. <laughs> is that what he is? The spotter. The spotter. I just wouldn't have expected. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They, we mentioned Hendershot yesterday. I think he's he's in the mix, but he's got like four. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't Mark? know. I just it's one of those things where like not people. Yeah. Second you, one, yeah. He got one right. He doesn't. And, and he, or yeah. he had a holding penalty, and yeah. you know that's really going to mess up his stat. The the Pro Bowl versus holding penalties in his career. Right. Just that, re- can he get it rescinded? <laughs> Yeah. The one that the one that is the most surprising, Clarence. I know you've been asking some of the players about it, but it is really the idea of how do you not commit any of these penalties in probably the loudest stadium you'll play in in Minnesota. You come back home, and then you're having these pre-snap penalties. That's the ones that I just you can't even understand how that how that would happen. All of Terrence Steele's, I think, all of his pre-snap penalties have been at home. Remember, he had four in that first game against the Bucks. Yeah, I wonder why that is. I, I don't know. Because you would think like, okay, you're still going to commit some at home, but why aren't those doubling on the road when there is noise and you can't there's, hear? And you know, there's your story for tomorrow when you go, go in the locker room and check in with Steel and just asking, what's there's can, a, yeah, can there's a lot more. And again, I I don't know why this is, but there's a lot more pre-snap penalties with Dak as the quarterback than Cooper Rush. I don't know why. Oh, I could see it. I could see possibly with him. He. He's definitely changing a lot of stuff. I was going to say, the ability, you know? the ability yeah. to change plays. And... For first game, there was a lot. And yeah. We didn't see it for a few weeks, obviously. And Doesn't then... it seem like, though, these last two games, though, there has been a lot of Dak going up to the line? Yeah. And I don't even know if it's necessary. It could be some of the Omaha yeah, Peyton Manning exactly. stuff where you don't, you, know, you don't know that necessarily everything's but changing, but he's doing it a lot. I'm fine with that because, you know, what else is happening is he's getting getting the pass rushers off his back and spinning out right. here and running and making throws on the run, even running the ball a little bit more, being Dak again. So if yeah. that means being Dak, I'm fine with it's that. See, the problem, I, I think that it, it's, it's kind of happenstance that's happened more with Dak because I think I'm with Mike McCarthy. They're playing faster. Yeah. So it's not necessarily they don't know Dak's voice. I mean, Dak's been their quarterback forever. Right. You know, yeah, and they, only, know. they only had Cooper for five days. Well, they, they don't forgot Dak's voice. It's more about them playing faster. They're more excited. They like they, they, like the CD Lamb played the goal line. I mean, how do you explain, you know, against the Giants when he got the got the false start? Yeah. They're excited to get these plays going. They're playing faster. As Mike McCarthy said last night, we got more volume. And, you know, you're, you're, last week he said, you know, there's more volume of plays. They're doing more things at the line, which is caused not necessarily – because Dak's voice is different than Cooper Rush's. Uh, yeah, I don't know about the voice different. Because they talk about the cadence. Yeah. And, that, and when you think cadence, you think, well, the highest calling the plays yeah. is different. It's really not that. Now, 
you know, we were, and interestingly, again, we were talking to Dak today, and he was talking about the one Tyler had on against the Giants, and, and the call is something white, and he said what or something. He said something about the Giants' alignment, mm. and Terrence jumped and took two steps, and so he he misunderstood what he was saying. Mm. So, ten days off, getting ready for the Colts. Cowboys came off a bye. Mike McCarthy had a really good record. They go up to Green Bay. They lose. So, um, how and what should we expect from this team Sunday night at Jerry World on NBC against the Colts? John Machado. I think you should expect a well-rested team that should be able to do anything that they want against a team that's coming in there on very short rest, that isn't very good, that's not playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, you're, you're and playing, got a coach from the booth. Right. You're playing a team that – you probably only need to play your C-plus game to beat them. Uh, of course, the players aren't talking about that. You know, Mike had an interesting quote. I thought his best quote today was when he talked about how people play the Cowboys differently. Um, I remember there's – I don't know if it was Micah or – yeah, I think it was Mike earlier in the year talking about how uh, watching a, a team that they played all week on tape get out there on the field – Team does nothing that they that they had been showing on tape at all. So there is a little bit of uncertainty. It's not a you know common opponent, whatnot. I just I keep going back to the whole Matt Ryan last year. There was a lot of talk. Oh, this is Dan Quinn, you know, going up against Matt Ryan, and it was just. I mean, they blew the Falcons out of the building. I don't. I just don't think that they have to play their best game to still win this uh, or win this game. But uh, of course, the players aren't talking about that. Yeah, for me, when anytime you look at uh, one team's weakness against another team's strength, you know th- that's going to be a problem. And I think the Colts lead the league in sacks allowed. Cowboys lead the league in sacks um, on the quarterback, and so you know it's just not a good recipe where a team that that's had what ten days off and then a team that's had five days off. I mean, they're coming yeah, off they of Monday night. Monday football. Yeah, so, again, the Cowboys had to get out get out of their own way. I mean, it's like the Cowboys had all that time off before the Packers game, right? Yeah. Right. Was it a pro for the Packers game? Yeah. And, and, the and, bye week, yeah. And the Packers can't stop the run. Yeah. yeah. And we get the Cowboys didn't run the ball as much as they should. I mean, the Packers still ain't stopped the run. I, I mean, mean it, everybody's it, running against the Packers. Yeah. I mean, it's like the Eagles is running against the Packers, but the Cowboys, you know, like yeah, like, mean, like Jeff Sarah keeping them timeouts in their pocket. Why are we keeping running plays in our pocket against a team that can't stop the run? So what I'm saying is that— I've always yes, felt in those situations, especially recently when Dak's coming back on these injuries— I feel like they try and do things to get him back into a rhythm, get back, get the offense back into a rhythm, and playing with him. Because I expect them to start try and start fast against the Colts like they did against the Giants. It didn't work out, and it ended up being, it ended up being, yeah. you know, there's t- there's turnovers, things like that. But I felt like they were trying to get him back in more of a rhythm, and he looks like he's in that rhythm. I don't see why you have to force that stuff now. I think if you got to run the ball fifty times, or run the ball fifty times. Right, and, and and to me, it's also the flip side on on the Colts, and the, the Colts know that they can't block the passer, and they can't block. But will they f- be stubborn with the run like the Packers? Which I don't think Minnesota was stubborn enough against them with the right. run offensively. And sometimes you think I, I need to do all these other things to offset them. So the only way they have to run Jonathan Taylor and the Cowboys have to stop Jonathan Taylor and then don't make those mistakes because the Indy tight end is pretty good. You saw, you yeah. know, he can make some plays and and and, and the quarterbacks are making plays if you give him time. But you need to stop the run first for the for the Colts to win this game. The Cowboys would have to have uncharacteristic offensive turnovers. Zeke fumble, Pollard fumble, things that we were just like, what is going on here? Let's say Cavante Turpin on a punt return fumble, something like that. They, they're going to have to turn the ball over. If they take care of the ball, they'll beat the Colts. Yeah, And they should beat the Colts, the Texans, and the Jaguars. If they yeah, take sure. care of the ball and why don't. Why are you trying to pole vault this season? Why, 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 why it's the moving? AFC South Classic, baby. What do you take mean, pole vault? I mean, he's, the, looking, the, he's the, looking to Christmas Eve. Yeah. He's, he's ready to look. Who isn't? 
NBC's everybody's talking about Christmas Eve. Who's yeah. not talking about Christmas Eve? The showdown with the Eagles. Show. But 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 hold on. Isn't this seems kind of hypocritical though. If they get out of their own way and don't make mental mistakes, but they can win three games in a row. But you can't beat the Texans next Sunday night. You can't beat the Jaguars either. You can only beat the Colts. I'm not trying to sound like a coach. You or sound like a coach. Well, you, like, sound like you, sound like you sound like a coach. Okay, but but okay, you're Mike. sounding like a hypocrite because you you want them to focus and not get out of your own way, and so you can win three straight games. I do want them to focus, but I can talk about the big picture. It's not my job. I don't have to compartmentalize yeah. and talk yeah. about we're going to be one and zero this week. Yep, one and zero. The goals go one and zero. But I'm talking about the big picture from a media standpoint. Yeah, from from from, from our from, standpoint, from the, they don't need to play their from, best game to from, win these next from three. From the season standpoint, I, I from, agree, from everything but, else, it, from and, and again, we have the benefit of looking at the big picture, understanding what each game means as it relates to the season coming up. We, it, it's not just about. The Colts and the Texans more. It's about this team getting on a roll to make a Super Bowl run, possibly catch the Eagles and the NFC East. So I can look at all of that. You can do that. You can stack wins like you made. Yeah, I can do all that. I don't. You know, I don't. You know. Yeah, can't stack two at a time though. Yeah, no, if, but they can't. I, I can't. Okay. If you're coaching the team, you're uh, not talking like that, yeah. obviously. But from our perspective, covering the team, I just look at it as this: like. I think that they can commit 13 penalties and still win these next three games. But the problem is that you don't want to keep doing that because 13 penalties, you're not beating the Eagles right. doing that. It, it, that's know, what got you knocked out the playoffs last year. Throwing interceptions right before halftime against so the Eagles is not going to get it done. Because at the end of the day, Nick, and we, we, I've been around there a long time. You have. Okay, you've been around there long enough. I have. To know <laughs> that none of this matters if you go out and lose in the first round. I know. I know. Okay. I, I, so, I know. so we can I'm do one on day that. at a time. We can talk about the winter schedule and we're getting our bodies right and all the other stuff. They got their bodies right last year. They were healthy going into the playoffs last year. They laid a freaking egg. They moved uh, Mike McCarthy's press conference back a half hour because yeah. of the schedule. So, yeah. how is your body feeling now? My body's that extra half good. Hour I'm just saying, though, none of this matters. So, I'm, it really messes I'm, up I'm, my schedule. And, 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 Does it? And yeah, Nick, it messes up our podcast and Nick, schedule. And oh. Nick, yes, Clarence. We're always looking at the big picture. I know. I mean, I, it's, it's our job. Can they win a freaking Super Bowl? That's the only thing that matters. You can say, yeah, they, they got to do this preseason. Go to the training camp. Can the Cowboys win a Super Bowl? Finally, after all these years, can they win a Super Bowl? Game one, yeah, can they win a Super Bowl? But, all of this, yeah. can they? Is, it's all about the Super Bowl, I'm Nick. Diff- I'm different than you on when it comes to that. I'm just going to be different. That's fine. Because but I, there's no successful not... season in Dallas. It will not be a successful season if they get to the playoffs and lose in the first round. He just said Super Bowl six times. What do you well, think about I'm that? Well, I'm just saying that that's what it, that's what matters. No, it does. That's what but matters I know to that Jerry. It, that's gas they don't hang, with him. So. They don't hang <laughs> division title banners at AT and T Stadium. And I was counting them for you. They don't hang <laughs> any banners at AT and T Stadium. I, I just watched them too. Because they won nothing since they've been at AT and T Stadium. Are different. We we always have been, and and I and I don't agree with that. And I and I you don't agree with what? I don't I don't agree with that mentality. And I do a podcast every day with people that agree with with, why with you. Why you don't think that that that, that I, the Super Bowl is the ultimate goal, and it should be it's the, the it's only it's only judgment here. I'm not saying it's not the ultimate goal, but I don't do this in late November and December. I don't say. Nice win, 40, 40 to three win, but doesn't matter if you don't win. No, I, I live in the moment. I live in the moment because yeah. I've been doing this long enough. I'm not going to to go. Well, nothing no, matters except no, for the playoffs. It, my point is, it, and, and when I look at it, it's like I look at my college team. When I look at and I watch, and we, we're both into our college team, yeah. so we watch blowouts. Okay, mm-hmm. we watch the end of the game because I want to see how it relates down the season. So I'm not saying it's all about the Super Bowl, but how they play, it, you're putting a picture together of whether this team can ultimately win it all. 
So all these things, yes, you do it week by week, but you're still building a picture. Like last year, going to the playoffs, 12 and 5 looked good. That picture was ugly. Yeah. I don't care you had those blowout wins against Eagles. That picture was ugly ever since that, 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 that Denver game. There was no confidence that anybody had that this team could make it run, even though they were 12 and 5. Well, they're right. beating bad teams. I wonder if you'd that, feel that same that's... exact way if you were just a fan and you didn't have this job because I feel like with this job every week, you also, you're not just focused on the team. You've got content. you got to do stuff for the sure. website. you got to do the podcast. You know, like you can't look at, you have to focus on week to week more so than maybe, because I do think a lot of fans are where Clarence is, where it's just like, all right, cool. Let's get to the playoffs. Let's see if this team is better than that one last year that lost the 49ers. We know it's good. This team's going to win double-digit games back-to-back season, first time since 1996. But let's see what they can finally do I just, in the playoffs. And, and, and I get it. And there are a ton of fans that way. I just think you're missing you're missing the ride. You're just yeah. waiting to the end, and you're and you're. I, I don't. I just don't. But it's not a job way. to join the ride. I guess what I'm saying is, it's from a journalist standpoint, it's not about joining the ride. You know. You know, I'm enjoying the, the it's ride. Not, you can. I mean, it's what, not why about not? the journey because it's not my journey. Well, I'm, fans I'm, do I'm, it. I'm, I'm it, dictating it, it, the journey. I'm, I'm chronicling the journey. But but. You know, it's, and you it's know part I, of your journey. You're associated with I the Dallas Cowboys. People I don't know right. you. And, and I dictate that chronically, but it's not about me enjoying it. Yeah. Well, you are. I enjoy life. Yeah. You're enjoying yeah. this season. I love love life. I'm a lifer. Okay. Keep on living. <laughs> okay. You know, but I've been, you know, like I said, I, I've seen I've seen a lot of unfulfilled expectations around this as I, as I you know, eloquently put out. You know, I, I, I've been here since 97. Okay. I got to retire to, retire with the Troy, Emin, and Michael, you know. I, I, you know, and, and as a reporter, not as a fan. And, and I have, and, so, and I have too. And I have never seen an NFC Championship game. So you would think I could be that same way of being like, I don't care about any of that stuff. But I just, I just don't. I just feel like you're wasting. Me personally, I feel like, and I feel like you're just wasting the time and go. That was a good game. I'm not worried about what forty to three or twenty to twenty against the Giants means necessarily. I, I mean. And you're right. It could be because of content. Yeah. I got to put out seven things of content <laughs> right. this day and seven things tomorrow. Yeah, right. So if everything is like, well, nothing matters except for the playoffs. Well, then nothing matters, but 43, it matters. You have to look at 43. We sure, all looked it, at 43 against that team with that record who had just beaten Buffalo, who two weeks ago we thought before that we thought Buffalo was the best team. Yeah. In the league. You have to look at that 43 and say, ooh. They can this, do it. This team this can is do a it. So we're looking okay, at. Guys. So you're doing right. the same thing. All right, guys, this has been fun. Thank you very much. All right. uh, we need to get a break. We need to get a break. <laughs> when we come back, I want to discuss number seventy-seven. When do we expect to see him? And do you insert him in the starting lineup? Let's do that with Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star Telegram, Coach Nick Eatman of the Dallas Cowboys, uh, DallasCowboys.com. We love you, Nick, and John Bashota of the Athletic. I'm new. I'm sports. not wrong. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. This week! 
Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back to Media Mash. Media Mash, right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. As always, fun, interesting discussions from Cowboy Insiders. John Mishota of The Athletic. We got Nick Eatman, DallasCowboys.com, clearing to the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. All right, John, hit us with the uh, practice report here. Yeah, so Trayvon Diggs, Michael Gallup, both did not practice today because of illness. And as you might remember, there were several players that did not practice and several that did not play in the game last week because of illness as well, some type of, a, I guess, flu bug or whatever that has been going around. Uh, some players that were able to still play despite battling some of this. So that was probably the two most noteworthy things. But to me, uh, it's a pretty short injury list, only five names on it. Anthony Barr with the hamstring was limited. J. Ryan Curse with the shoulder was limited. And then Demarcus Lawrence, foot limited, which is something that will be probably the case for the yeah. rest of the season. But to me, I'd also point out that there is no Micah Parsons on the injury report, which is notable because, you know, last week he had the foot slash knee, and he also had been dealing with a shoulder. So uh, to not have him on here at all, a little Zeke. surprising. Oh, yeah, and Zeke, yeah, there he goes. Zeke no, not on there. Zeke talking today about how he thinks that he could potentially get to a point where he doesn't have to wear the knee brace this season, which I don't think that was the expectation when he suffered that knee injury. So yeah. Um, yeah, those are. It's pretty short, but I think also because of the fact that they didn't play over the weekend, they got some extra rest. Probably helped them. J. Ron Curse is is obviously good news because uh, you know we were sitting next to each other during the game. We kind of didn't know what was going on with him at all. You couldn't find him, and all of a sudden he's on the bench, and there's like four or five equipment members trying to put on a harness on his shoulder. I think it actually might have separated, but he went back in the game. I mean, he played through it. So uh, and he was limited today. So apparently uh, he's going to be able to play that's nothing that's going to keep him out so tyron smith let's dive into this number 77 see him out there on the bands with Britt brown he is getting closer to playing mike mccarthy addressed it so uh guys when do we expect to see 77 back on the football field and is 77 a starter barry church says he should be a swing tackle if he starts i'm assuming we put Tyler Smith, the rookie, who's been starting at left tackle at left guard. So I'll start with you, Clarence. Where do we go with this? I mean, it's a good problem to have. I mean, I mean, I think that when he comes back, he's going to start. He should start at left tackle, and you move Tyler Smith to left guard. I mean, Tyler Smith. I mean, I'm sorry, Tyler Smith to left guard. Those Smiths, those T. Smith boys, the rookie. The, yeah, the rookie. 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 Uh, you know, as I look at the playoffs, go ahead. And a potential matchup with the Eagles and that defensive line, which has gotten better, and the 49ers with that scary defensive front. You know, 
You want your best guys out there. That you want that to be your strength. You need your 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 big behemoths, your muscle guys, whoever your strongest linemen out there, your strongest guys out there. You know, it's so funny to me because you know we've been around here a long time and. The continuity and the chemistry in the office line is so important. You really don't want to move guys mm-hmm. and change it from this position to that position because it's going to mess up the continuity and the chemistry. And they are they are like a group to dance and they got to be together and all this other stuff. Is he dancing? I'm just saying. That, yeah. The stuff we've heard right. from so, coaches, I got you. why they can't move <laughs> Zach Bard to tackle when he's your best player, <laughs> okay, all of this other stuff. I love the fact that. We're trying to win. We're putting our best guys out there. I don't care if they practice one day or two days or two weeks. It's time. It's playoff time. It's just like at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I don't care. Tyler Smith, he's our left tackle. I don't care who's been out there. Put your best guys out there. And that's what they're doing. I like the idea of him returning next week to practice and then playing the following week against the Jags. So then he's back as close as possible for that Eagles game to be in the start. But, yeah, I just feel like any time I've heard Jerry or Steven talk about this in the last few weeks, it's been, yeah, he's one of our best five. Yeah, he's going to be out there. Mike McCarthy hasn't been on that same, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, plane with them, but they've made it very clear. They view, hey, this is this is Tyron Smith. Yeah, when he's back, he's back out there, and it just makes sense. You moved him to left tackle or back at left tackle and Tyler Smith into left guard. I think Matt McCarthy has been on that. He's talked to us about that. That that's, that's the plan. And yeah, I, I guess I don't. I guess he hasn't been as. Well, like Jerry and Stephen have just made because, it pretty clear. Because he, he's, he's never going to just go out and tell us our plan. Yeah. The plan to start. But I remember back in 2020, we talked about the Zach Martin thing, and then he yeah. talked about the moving two guys. This year, you know, we got him in the walk off. I've asked him pointedly about that, and he said, "Yeah, that, that's the plan." Yeah. And he said that was the plan on because I think Ty, Tyron Smith at left tackle that's got to be the plan. He's 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 earned it. He's I think he's the better player, and I think Tyler Smith has been really good for a rookie that did not play all off season. There, he still committed some penalties. He still has some issues, and I, he didn't have his great a great game. I didn't think last week, but he did not beat out Connor McGovern at left guard, and maybe he was going to, but he did not. Well, I I I. I... Okay, I'm just saying he has not. So is he the better left guard than Connor McGovern? Yes, he is. Okay. I, mean, I, 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 I do think that was more about coach speak and them trying to bring him along and not give it to him. I think that it, it went see, I on think for a while, though. It did that, go on for a long time. But the problem, the problem here is that I think that when you're, when you're using Tyler Guard at center, and you, I mean, uh, Connor McGovern at center, and when you're getting game with Connor McGovern at fullback, yeah. You're telling me what your plans are down the road. He had, they had not made the official I, move, but before the, before the start of the season, you were going to see him at starting with Tyron Smith. They just hadn't done it yet. But those last couple of weeks of training camp, the fact that, yeah, he hadn't passed him yet, but yet you're using your starter. And we talked about how important – because it's, it's not like Conor McGovern had been a long-term starter. He needs as many reps as, he, as possible as well. The fact that you're using your starter at center in games, at fullback in practice, and doing other things with him, getting prepared for if, other jobs he can do, if Tyler, that tells me everything I need fine. to know. If Tyler Smith can handle it, because, I mean, they say, everyone says it moves faster in there, and so if there's going to be more penalty, if he can handle it, I think you got a better situation. you got a strong, stronger left guard. you got a versatile fullback now. McGovern can do some different things, and then, of course, you've got Tyron Smith. I'm all for it. I'm just saying they have never shown that Tyler Smith is going is the better left guard just yet by putting him there. Because I feel like they went way deep into training camp in the season and hadn't done it yet. And if it had not been for an injury of Tyron Smith, who knows if they would have done it.
I just feel like you have to have Tyler Smith out there because he's your future. I don't think that you're going to bench a guy like that. He's just too important for you going forward. So you'll take the good with the bad. And, yeah, no one's saying that he's going to be a, a great left guard. If he is, then then that's great. But if not, I don't think he's going to be any worse than he's been at left tackle. And left tackle, I think he's exceeded expectations. And ultimately, you're doing this because you're getting Tyron Smith back. And that's the most important thing. But if they lose in the playoffs, if they lose the first-round game in the playoffs, is, is Mike McCarthy definitely the head coach? Like losing the first round. Great season, they lost in the first round. I think he still is, but I wouldn't say definitely. Well, my point to that is, is that if if he is not better than Connor McGovern, I don't. What? Why does Why does McCarthy care about Tyler Smith's future if he's not worried about his own? But yeah. see, I, I see. But it's got to be way better. But my my issue, my point is this: I don't think the decision to play him and move him to guard is about his future. It's about now. Everything they're doing, when they make yeah. this move, it's about now. And I, they believe if they do this, and that's the plan, because they've been working this plan, mm-hmm. they're spending time in practice doing this plan, they believe he is, he is better now and has a better upside for this team with him there. That's, they wouldn't be doing it if they didn't. They believe that. Okay. So you have to trust what they believe. Uh, and, and they have they've hit right on, on, these, on these buttons before. I'm, all I'm saying is, is that we he hasn't they didn't do it yet. I, I know they didn't do it yet. Because they didn't do it at the training camp because they didn't have to do it. They didn't have to do it at that point. They only do it when they need to do it. Just like, you know, all just just like the left tackle when Tyron Smith got hurt, when, when, you know, they didn't put Josh Ball or Matt all those guys, but they moved the guy that they okay. who who had been playing guard, had took no reps in training and tackling training, none. And moved him right there. Gentlemen, I appreciate the conversation. It was a lot of fun. We're out of time. With Clarence Hill, the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Nick Eatman of DallasCowboys.com radio. Uh, and, and you can also check us work on DallasCowboys.com. You got John Machado of The Athletic. I'm Newey Scruggs. Follow me on Twitter, at Newey Scruggs. And um, I feel like we solved nothing today, and that's I feel, great. I yeah. feel like Clarence and I hogged the ball. Like, we just shot every time. I, I just felt like I was watching I, an I old it. Southwest Conference I think y'all, y'all rivalry just setting between screens the, the and hogs and, 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 and the, the horns, and, and, and I enjoyed it. It was just yeah. times I just sat back and just kind of just, just laughed. It was good. I was entertained. I was entertained. I appreciate it. Who won? Arkansas or Texas? Uh, whoever Richard Nixon said won. All right, we'll uh, do it tomorrow right here at 3 p.m. Hook em horns! <laughs> Hook em horns! <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!